Hello and welcome to Tracks episode 68, one step closer to the big one. I'm Harry and no, Tim is not here right now, but hold on for a few moments and he'll be here in all his auditory glory, along with a couple of guests we can't wait for you to hear from. So, without further ado, I'll have to do this bit on my own. Where are we going to see them? Yes, on the flip side. Shall we begin? Let's begin now. So tonight we are absolutely delighted to be joined by half of Italia 90. Lads, thank you so much for coming. Pleasure. No problem. Hello. <laughs> and so our listeners can work out what's going on in the room. All they're hearing is the voices. Uh, can you introduce yourselves with your name? And I believe your stage names is what we're going to get today. <laughs> yeah, that pretty makes sense. After you. Oh, I'm, I'm Joe. I'm, jo- I'm not Joe. <laughs> jo- Joe's my real name. <laughs> my stage name is Joe Dangerous. And that is my name from the next, however long this, this is going to last. Until the uh, deep hole thing comes through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm Les Miserable and I'm the singer. I sing. Well, I'm the singer. <laughs> okay. I'm the front man. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Uh, thank you so much for coming down. I believe London has been uh, where you've travelled down from specifically for the show. Yeah. Absolute pleasure. First of we all, have. no problem yeah. at all. Shit We're from journey, Jersey, right? though, sort of. Yeah, long yeah. journey. I mean, I've been sat here for a long time stewing and getting quite drunk on my own. Yeah, so. well, that's <laughs> fine. That's what we were doing that on the train. Um, we were, yeah, it wasn't an easy one. You know, it was. Uh, a fairly typical train journey from London to Brighton, to be fair, at the moment. But, but I think you said, you get a seat on this one, don't you? I was like, yeah, of course you do. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We did get a seat to start with, but then the driver wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. We all got off, and then we got yeah, back well, on again. It was, it was kind of, the driver wasn't there, then the driver was there, and then we finally left, and then someone sparked up in the toilet. <laughs> Why? I mean, that's wow. not going to end well. Stuff. Very, very 1990s thing to do, I expect. Yeah, I mean, I, kinda, yeah. I did kind of like it in a way. I mean, and you said somebody... F- uh, Swore at the train, which you also respected. They, I, yeah, there were some scallywags on there. There were some young, youngsters. Which again reminded of my, me of my youth as well. Yeah. I was very intimidated by them. They're about a decade younger than me. I, was like, I thought, are we going to ask them to I, I find that though. Yeah. Like, young kids scare me now. They're well scared. They were really annoying. scared of them. They, uh, the sort of height of their comedy was making fart noises with their mouths. Yeah. Um, I got, I did get sort of harassed by a woman a couple of times. Mm. She pinged, she... Well, she, pinged, she pinged my braces as she walked past me by mistake and then as I was getting off the train she did it again on How purpose how does happen by mistake uh, she got she got attached oh, to me she got me. caught to me she got attached to me and <laughs> they were open weren't they I well. didn't have them on my shoulders because it was too oh. hot but then as I got off the train she did it again on purpose and it was a little bit predatory a little bit too much I missed that yeah. you did say that steady on I said we've only just met <laughs> that's only a third date maybe you get to ping my braces yeah I mean if anyone Wants to do that, please don't. It's very annoying. Just <laughs> Does it happen a lot? Yeah, it's annoying. So, I mean, to paint the picture, because we have uh, listeners from all over the world, braces, we don't mean someone's got caught on your teeth. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, that, we should probably say that. <laughs> yeah. Chance will be a fine thing. No, uh, <laughs> no, I'm wearing what our American cousins would call suspenders. But I wouldn't call Would them they? that. But I not think, all, yeah. Suspenders yeah. is then... That is, because now I, I think I put an image in people's heads of what I'm looking like out here. I'm not wearing, you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, the only reason I bring it up is because we've had a lot of uh, guests on this show so far, but no one rocking a look 
quite so strongly, I would say. <clears throat> oh, wow. And that is a compliment. It's I don't very mean that. kind of you to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, talk of braces really does need to be addressed, I feel like. Fair enough. I mean, you've seen how when people are trying to ask me about the way I dress, I just get all quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, not good podcast material. Well, no, I just, well, I just, I just find not just me. I just find anyone like directly addressing the way they dress makes the way they dress seem a little bit contrived. Right. Like, so right. what I was thinking with this was, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we've all, we've all got our different styles, haven't we? Well, you'll all find out in the press shots after. So. Yes, the yeah, many, yeah. many press shots. Yeah, coming soon to our. I mean, that also <laughs> me now being all coy makes some like mystery about what we look like. <laughs> yeah. It'll be on the way. I'm wearing jeans. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so dress like a mermaid. Like, just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, so, Italia ninety. Hello. Uh, for listeners who don't know who the band are, what all, you're all about, all of them. Tell us. You've got quite a good um, one-liner on it, haven't you? That was that, um, something to do with the fall. Well, there's been there was, I mean, sound-wise, there has been a couple of things said, which I think are quite useful. In that the the music musically uh, we sound one way, and then the vocals are quite different. Um, in that the vocals are fairly sort of straightforward, punk, shouty. Uh, and the music's more sort of post-punk um, and we have been described as Sham 69 meets The Fall that was your dad that said that my dad said that and someone else he knows said, what he's talking about yeah though. someone else said Sham 69 meets Public Image Limited so uh, I think that gives quite a good idea of what we sound like nice yeah I the think Sham 69 being the vocals and everything else <laughs> being, uh, being The Fall or whatever it is yeah, yeah. that's I mean that's I, a... yeah I mean we all have very different very different music tastes which I think is where that comes from so if you all have very different music tastes the obvious question is how did four people from all these different backgrounds join in together in unison to make what is Italian 90 um well we've got different musical we've got we've also got a lot of interlinking musical there is crossover but we've got almost very very similar backgrounds we went to school with each other we've all been friends for a long time um, and live with each other when we all first moved to London. So I think it's more based on the idea of how fun it would be to be in a band with each other. Sure. Yeah, we've all known each other about 15 years. Wow. So it wasn't, like, it wasn't a case of finding people to be in a band with us. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, let's put a band together. Yeah. Also, we, we have the same... We all come, come from the same place in terms of what we want to achieve, I think. Like, our influence is different, but we've had lots of conversations where we've all just gone, let's be as kind of abrasive and obnoxious <laughs> as we possibly can and try and sort of but with a pop sensibility yeah which is why I come in that's why I it's like dangerous is uh, from from the indie side of the fence yeah which um, is why we chose him to come on the podcast yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, you, you wanted it to be different I mean if it was up to me and George I think it would just be horrible George is our guitarist yeah George just make, like, makes a lot of noises which is great um, but yeah that's why it's a nice mix and hopefully a nice like balance to it and I think well me and Les here, I was about to say you were on there. It should have been an absolute disaster. We, we kind of decided to start this band many, like, yeah, really I think ago. nearly 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah, but I think always having me in, like, it would be a bit boring to be just like a straight punk band, yeah. like, just sound like a punk band from like. We also, as much as we'd love to do that, it's kind of reductive and pointless. Because it's been, it's been done, hasn't it? So, is this the first iteration, or have we gone through a few different phases? 
Um, I like the early phase of because maybe three years ago, yeah, possibly was when I kind of found out that you were joining a band. I think Should around we do full disclosure and tell people that Harry's one of my oldest friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, although does that you guys does are family, that just, family we're friends. family friends? Does that just mean that nepotism is alive and people are going to switch <laughs> off now? Because I think it's alive and well. People no, are being, I mean, yeah, uh, heartened yeah, by that fact. We, so yeah. me and Harry, I've known, I've known Harry's brother longer than he has. Yeah. Harry wasn't born. Is that true? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, technically. I remember I was one, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Um, but anyway... <laughs> Sorry, anyway, you were, you were saying good things about us. Yeah, no, I was, I was remembering uh, back in the day when you kind of started and you had, like, done 15 songs that were all two minutes long or one minute yeah, long. Or... 15 songs now. Was that, was that <laughs> not the beginning of Italia 90? Yes. Yeah, so we recorded some demos in Alfie's dad's garage. Um, which actually were pretty different to what we've got now, but I think I you're a lot more fully fleshed now. I mean, obviously yeah, you would yeah, be because yeah. it was years later. But I don't think we've gone through any kind of dramatic transformation. I think we've just got a little bit like we've had it. one lineup change. To be fair, we had we had a different guitarist who was also a friend of ours be moved to Leeds. Mm-hmm. So we sort of thought that's probably <laughs> <laughs> we probably thought that was that was a good sign that we should get a new guitarist. Um, <laughs> so we got George in, who is another old friend of ours, and I think the sound has changed. Original guitarist called Owen. Hey, Owen. Owen. Hi, Owen. Love, love you. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. This. I think the biggest change in the sound from what you're talking about to now is the guitarist. Was that Italian ninety at that point? Or it was, was just kind of. It was Italian. We did some gigs yeah. with 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 our original guitarist as well, but he was. I I loved what he did. Yeah. Um, but he kind of wasn't a guitar player in the traditional sense of the word. It was more just sort of. He just sort of played it open. Yeah. a lot and the, it wasn't actual sort of chords it was just yeah sure I so want to get Owen back and be a five piece it was sound, it, it sounded great but the, the guitar it was more like a sort of droning it was more like a, no, a sort of wall of noise rather yeah, than yeah, notes yeah. so a texture yeah so because that was the guitar like layered then the bass was like all of the melody came from the bass mm-hmm. um, but then George joined us and he's a bit of a bit of a maestro like music, yeah. so he'll sort of you know he knows notes. Yeah. I mean, we still don't know notes, but George does. <laughs> uh, so the observant ones among us will notice that Italia 90 was a World Cup in Italy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Is that just purely coincidental and you liked the combination of those two words? Or is there kind of uh, something of... Because it was a really uh, uh, sort of enigmatic it's time, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much romanticism about that World Cup. And obviously, British fans getting like kettled down in the south of Italy. Like, yeah. it's a really interesting uh, four weeks in history, as much as just two words that could just be a band name. It's also, also just nice to say in here. Yeah. It, it is to be fair, both of those things put together. <laughs> like, so, so three quarters of the band are are big football fans. Um, George, our guitarist, who we mentioned, is not interested in football at all. We, I think, the main reason we decided on it was because. As Harry said, it is a nice, it is yeah. a nice, in a, uh, memorable and evocative thing. But yeah. we, people do ask about it a lot, and we're already a little bit worried about being seen as like kind of some sort of football band. Like not yeah. what we thought. <laughs> yeah, we're we're a little bit wary of like, I mean, it's fucking. You know, if you were that yeah. worried about, it, you wouldn't call yourself Italian ninety. But we're a little bit wary yeah. of people thinking that we're some sort of like football ad band. Whereas yeah. the name was purely. But we had a name originally. I come up with a name that, and I was going around saying it's the best band name. No one's ever going to convince me. What otherwise. was it? Uh, it was the Cairo Gang. 
The Cairo Gang. Yeah, which actually... You sound like an early 90s hip-hop troupe. Well, there is actually... <laughs> I think there is a band called The Cairo Gang. I just oh, got to play it. Who's, um, uh, they some, play was it, was it, Didn't Bonnie Prince Billy do something with someone? Yes, yes, it? that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they are a band, but I was like, The Cairo Gang, that's the name. And then we were at a gig of a friend of ours, more on him later. Wow, oh, see? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a natural. Um, no, and, and, and Fun Bobby, our bass player, said, uh, oh, I thought of a name for the band. And I was like, all right. In my head, I was like, Right, sit down. Go I've on. got a name, <laughs> mate. And he went, Italian night, you know, and that's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> we just want it sounded good. It has actually been, at, of the few things that have attracted interest that you can actually uh, quantify, it has been yeah. the main thing, yeah. absolutely. Which is maybe not the best thing because uh, you'd yeah. rather, it's because of the music. But people I mean, it does, people's, heads, get people's head does in, get yeah. turned initially by the but fact that we're called Italian night. I, I think what I like about it is that uh, having listened to your music, it makes more sense afterwards Again, for me, as a football fan, mm-hmm. coming to it because, uh, you know, we've all watched the documentaries about Italian night and stuff like that. And it was a really kind of potent political time. Um, you know, Thatcher's England was just starting sure, to yeah. fall. And like, you know, a load of kind of young, frustrated kids went over to Italy mm-hmm. and just wanted to have a good time. So then listening to the EP, which is called the Italian night EP. Is, sure. uh, no, not the, sorry. Um, we didn't, we didn't <laughs> nearly call that um, either. But yeah, it kind of, after listening to it, the name makes even more sense. And I kind of, I really like that. I, there's something that I was, marries up. I think that's I a think really that's nice fair. explanation. And we've been asked it in interviews before and gone, we, we thought it sounded like. nice, but that sounds better. <laughs> I'll no, come that, was not, that was not the reason, <laughs> yeah. but that does sound good. But and that's actually, yeah, that's good. I do Cheers. think there's something in like, well... I was born, we were all born in 91 and 92, so obviously directly after yeah. that. And I think it's pretty natural for people to be interested in the, those years around just before you yeah. were, Yeah. well, at least just before you were sentient or before you were born. And there's a particular like evocative romantic nature behind those things where you, you can imagine it, but you weren't quite there. So like Italian night to me has always been like a, yeah. has actually, as you were saying, like, I think that, like, it represents a lot. Yeah. As is France 98, because it's the first one I remember. Yeah, exactly. So, me yeah. too. But exactly we're, going on, we're already going a bit We're already talking about football, right <laughs> we should not do. Because exactly. George was killer. Us. We've not mentioned this. <laughs> so let's look back. The aforementioned EP. Yes. Mm. Tell us about it. Five tracks, mm. um, one of which is incredibly long. Yeah. The, other, yeah. the other four, not so much. Yeah. Tell us uh, like everything you can about it. It's funny where, I mean, I'm really, you, I mean, you've preferred it. It's good, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really, I really, I'm really happy with it. I like it. Uh, you know, you'd hope you did, but uh, you know, the song that you refer to, competition, uh, was kind of the that's the one we released before the EP, mm. and people like it, and everyone that's reviewed it has singled it out. And it's probably our best song, but it sounds completely different to everything else we do, yeah. and it kind of shows in the fact that the EP is. Uh, it's 17 minutes long, and I know that because I <laughs> recorded every yeah. tape in my bedroom. Don't worry, we've done... One by one, so I know exactly how long it is. We've done 80 odd episodes, and we know how long that is. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's just a thing took, that It took me about three do. weeks, and the novelty wore off after the first free tape. But uh, no, the so the last song is half of the runtime. Mm. The rest of the runtime is four songs, which kind of shows you that yeah. competition isn't typical of what we do, but we've accidentally made probably our best song. Yeah. Which is really atypical of what we sound like. <laughs> yeah, which, you know. Well, Do you, it's got, it's yeah. not massive. It's not completely atypical. We've done songs like it before, but no one's heard them because we've not released them. Do yeah. you play competition in entirety live? Yeah. Because yeah, like, I've seen it. It's like it. seven minutes. We finish with it. So, um, yeah, we, we usually end on it 
And then if we've got time, we do a quick cover of Hard Day's Night. I never remember. <laughs> <That's an encore. laughs> where, yeah. where, where did that come from? I mean, I want to stay on the EP, but sorry, that's, sorry. that's yeah. a great yeah. Yeah. Well, if, any, if anyone wants to hear a speed punk cover of Hard Day's Night, come to one of our gigs and <laughs> shout it after competition. We'll play mm. it. Nice. I never remember competition like sounding like a really long song. I, it doesn't. I it that's doesn't. A good I thing. think that might be a good thing. Yeah. It doesn't. It's, I think that's because yeah. the first section is the sort of slow bit is probably about three minutes long. Mm. So that's sort of the length of a song. And then the other sort of three minutes are shorter sections, if you know what I mean. So yeah. it sort of breaks it up. It's not. It doesn't feel monotonous, even though it is yeah. very repetitive. And there's only about four words in them. So I've also found that the more times I listen to the EP, the shorter it feels. Because you kind of, you feel the different <coughs> bits in it rather than kind of being aware of like, God, this is, mm. this is a long song. <laughs> that's <laughs> good as well. Yeah, I'm you glad kind of, to hear you that. You engage more with the different elements. You can imagine we were worried because we wrote it and we're like, oh, that feels long. And then we timed it on like our phone or whatever the first time we wrote it. And it was like literally about four <laughs> times longer than any song we'd ever written. Yeah, I mean, this is <laughs> coming after we had a debate once. We wrote a song and we liked it. This was years ago. We don't play it anymore, but we recorded to see how long it was. <laughs> And we had a bit of a debate afterwards. <laughs> this is this, this is this uh, champion. champion. Yeah. We had a we had a debate basically on whether it was too indulge. It was we thought it was too self indulgent <laughs> because it was three minutes and thirty seconds long. Yeah. And we were like, we're not a fucking frog band. Why are we doing a three minute song? But now we've got this seven minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But nice. yeah, I don't think there's much point in trying to rewrite a song like that. Um, so we'll just we'll just always have that and carry on writing. Did you have a lot of songs kind of? left on the cutting room floor with this EP or was it just kind of let's record five set songs so there's it? five songs in the EP I think in total ever we've probably written 12 or 13 songs is that fair and we've got about eight or nine songs now so probably to answer your question there's not much left over not that much <laughs> we, we know I mean there, like there is a f- good number of songs that aren't on it but they were never going to yeah. be on it we'd yeah. already left them behind right. we did record a sixth song in the sessions when we did the EP which we then decided to leave off so they were just building towards this kind of five song EP like they like you say they were never meant yeah, to be yeah and there's there songs anyway. that we wrote before the EP that we still play live and we yeah. would still like to put on something yeah but we write songs quickly and a lot very quickly yeah mm. we are we do yeah we write new songs quite frequently and it takes us about 10 minutes so there's like a heavy turnover <laughs> heavy turnover including which is, lyrics I think yeah well you've Alfie's got Leather stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. This is exactly my point. Well, you know, maybe, yeah. Well, he's got lyrics, on, he's got lyrics kind of built up so he'll fit them around songs. Yeah, so. okay. yeah that's it. Basically, if anyone's interested, the reason we write songs so quickly, aside from the fact that we're not picky, we're just saying that sounds alright, we'll go with that, is that I will just write lyrics sort of not while we're writing songs together. Yeah. So I'll have X amount of songs that I've written. And then in rehearsal, someone, whether it's George on guitar or Fun Bobby on the bass, he'll come in and say, I've got this, or Dangerous on the drums, of course. Not yet, but <laughs> could happen. <laughs> no, but so, you know, someone will come in and say, I've got this part that I yeah. have written, and they'll play it. Then they'll just sort of keep playing it, and then... It's a great way of doing things. Yeah, then the, other, what... then the other person will come in and go, all right, they'll listen to that like a few times around, they'll just join in. Then Joe will come in on just join in on the drums. Mm-hmm. That'll go around a few times. I'll be stood there looking at all the lyrics I've written, thinking which fits to this song. I'll sing it over it, and then I'll, we'll all go, yeah, that sounded right, move on, next song, basically. It's, kind I mean, of it's, like, yeah. it's sort of what the Smiths used to do. Uh, Morrissey, right? Morrissey yeah. used to write yeah, all yeah. the lyrics solo, and there then was... they would put the whole track together, give it to him, he would take it away, put lyrics to it, and there bring it back, and they'd be like, what the fuck is we, that? I would, say, <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. also say that probably half, half the songs on the EP 
were part written while we played them for the first time. Yeah. There's been a lot of songs where I've written a verse and we've been singing that and that's or I've been singing that and yeah. it's been going around, it's been fine. And then the other guys will do it yeah. go into a chorus part which I don't have. And while they're playing that I'll just sort of write it there and then I think the the kind of music you make is really it it's kind of really important that it's that uh kind of instinctive and kind of just comes out in the moment. It, it you feel it when you listen to it and also I think if it was too considered and too kind of should we say this should we say this it wouldn't have the same impact yeah and I you know that feels like the the way you should write the kind of music yeah, I, think we'd, I think we'd kill a song if we examined yeah. it too much mm-hmm. it feels like it's kind of got immediacy because this is what it sounded like when yeah. we first played it and that's kind of so I can tell by this point our listeners are going to be wondering like right we've talked about it a lot but what actually is this music so I would love at this stage to play one of your songs. Mm-hmm. Is there a song that you guys would like to play? Yeah, we couldn't decide because competition seems the obvious choice because that's the one that people are not talking about, but that's the one that people mention. And some yeah. people like some of the other ones as well. <laughs> that's very true, but, but given that it does, you know, it has had the most exposure, probably I'd say, and also it doesn't sound that similar to everything else we said we'd play. I think we said mobile reassurance. Mobile unit. reassurance unit. Yeah. I like this one. I particularly like the bit in the middle where the vocals kind of weirdly drop out to the point where you can't hear them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the kind of guitar goes over it's a top. Bit, it's a bit much, isn't it? No, I, that's my favourite bit, maybe <laughs> of the whole EP. Is that right? Oh, wicked. That's because great Because it, it kind of... I don't know if it sounds like found footage or if it sounds like uh, just kind of you guys really not caring about structure whatsoever and just doing whatever you wanted, but I find it really really intriguing and I'm trying I'm kind of peering in trying to hear what is being said but I also I like kind of, the fact that I can't yeah I think we kind of wanted it to be not you couldn't clearly hear what that bit basically obviously there's some know. like very very quiet vocals in it um, but it's also when we do it live it's I hope you don't mind me saying but it's an opportunity for Les Miserable here to um, <laughs> like have a, have a slight rant about get on his soapbox <laughs> yeah because that thing was re- that's that f- the recorded version I'm read the middle section which I don't know if people will hear it because it's not really the the best thing to play as a snippet for a song <laughs> but there's basically a breakdown where I, re- I read something yeah. so that was written I didn't write it but it's a written thing it's a news report actually um so when we play it live, I don't have that there. <laughs> we often think like we should get something, but then we, we always forget. So then I'm on stage and it, that bit starts and I think, <laughs> oh, like I've got to say something now. And I just go, what am I annoyed about? <laughs> we, um, I scroll down the list and then I'll just sort of make something up on the fly and just talk because that bit yeah. is a spoken bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a nice opportunity for me to sort of slag people Vent. off, <laughs> basically, which I love to do. So Lovely. Yeah, but no, I know, I, I do like that song and I think it's one of the, I don't know. I think it's one of the songs that we have with the clearest, like what it's about and the lyrically yeah. as well. Like I'm, I'm happy with the statement being made, yeah. being clear. Lovely stuff. So this is Italian 90 with a mobile reassurance unit. Yeah. 
that was Mobile Reassurance Unit. Oh, it's good, wasn't by it? By Italia90. Really good. And yes. can I just ask one question? Yes. Like, because in my head, a Mobile Reassurance Unit, it looks like a kind of a riot van or something. What are you imagining? Like... I'm delighted you've asked me this question. <laughs> because I'm not imagining. Because, if you, if you can believe this, it's a real thing. Really? Yeah. And I... Was one, I was walking through Leicester Square, actually, mm-hmm. which is fucking horrible at the in best London. of times. London mm-hmm. town, famous London town. Leicester Square, you've all heard of it. It's not nice. If you've not been, wouldn't bother. Um, it's pretty grim, and it's all just like big, bright neon lights and blue tourists. Eminem world. Eminem's world. But anyway, I was walking through Leicester Square, and that, which always makes me a bit cross. Anyway. <laughs> and um, then... Just parked in Leicester Square. It's this big fucking massive police van, essentially, with mobile reassurance. <laughs> I didn't make any of it up. It said mobile reassurance unit written across the side. And I just thought, that's insane. Yeah, that's so funny. Like, because reassurance yeah, is just like people going, you're going to be all right. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. <laughs> obviously, you know, the idea of a mobile reassurance unit is, is hilarious yeah. anyway. But for the, for the Met to be... Uh, to be to be having one of those and you know because of what they get up to and I just had this image of someone being yeah. sort of dragged into a mobile insurance unit and beaten to death but in a friendly way yeah. but like um, literally as we speak I think I'm gonna rename my mum in my phone the first line of that song which is probably the weakest line of the song because it doesn't seem to make any sense which is uh, slip into your neon dream uh, it's because I was stood in Leicester Square at the yeah. time, like bathed in neon light, <laughs> and I just had this image of someone being beaten to death in a mobile insurance unit, while like the Odeon Cinema neon blue light sort of shines on them, and everyone's having a lovely night out. Uh, I just thought it was hilarious for the Met to, to have the brass neck to do that, <laughs> given what they're like. So that was where the song came from. Amazing. So, I mean, as we've we've all alluded to the fact that we've really enjoyed. This EP, me and Harry, and of course you guys have enjoyed it. I like it as well. Yeah. If you if you thought it was shit, then what shame. is the yeah, point? Yeah, defeat the um, so yeah. where can people find it, our listeners? It's on Spotify, which is mm-hmm. uh, good. Um, I think it's actually on most of the obvious platforms. I think it's on iTunes, isn't it? It don't go on Do iTunes. Sh- I think you have to pay to go. On it iTunes. should be on iTunes. We never actually check that. It should be, but also you know, it's on Spotify. Apple. Is it on SoundCloud? It. Yes, I'd mention it's on SoundCloud. <laughs> I actually, you I mentioned you had a Bandcamp earlier. Bandcamp's got it's on Bandcamp. You can you can buy it on Bandcamp. Yeah, that, that's the like. great thing about. Bank can you camp. buy tapes on Bandcamp as well? Not yet, but soon we have tapes. We've got some cassette tapes. At the moment, you can only get them at our gigs, but very shortly you there's get one. Them on your podcast. There's one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If you invite us on a podcast, you will get a tape. <laughs> that's a promise. Uh, but shortly, the tapes will be available on Bandcamp. So keep an eye out. Beautiful. People at home, absolutely go and listen to it. It's really great. Thanks. So we're really gonna get into the episode at this stage mm-hmm. and people at home you already know but you guys maybe less so what we do when we get guests on we do an old song a new song a borrowed song and a blue song mm-hmm. and we would love nothing more than you guys to take us away with your first choice which is old the old one so we <laughs> there's this been is, some deliberations this is going to be pretty emotive and obviously this. there's half of the band are here so we were having some chats in the last couple of days on... We've got obviously got a band WhatsApp group. Mm. Um, and Does it have a funny name? It's called The Italian 90s. What's funny is the picture. Okay, what's It's a the picture, picture of Abba naked wrapped in tinfoil. Oh, I know the picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, that's the picture. <laughs> the Italian 90s, yeah. So there was, there was some deliberation on the whole thing, but then we... Fu- 
the, the, the thing that's difficult with an old song is that, to be honest, a lot of our influences are probably yeah. relatively old. So it was it seemed a bit pointless to pick like some punk band that we're into, although more of them later. <laughs> um, so, but we were thinking that all four of us that are currently in the band. Um, at one point did actually all live together for quite a while in London when we all mm-hmm. first moved to in Whitechapel in Whitechapel um, in Regal Close Whitechapel E1 wow I mean so, nothing well I know well, that doesn't feel fancy I know in yeah, in, in a house that we, is <laughs> housed in yeah that, yeah, that one. the area but um, so we've got like there's a lot of we were like let's just pick a song from that time that was like but there's loads to pick from because we. Yeah, I mean, it's pro- it would be it would be quite alienating to go into it in any detail because if if you weren't there, it would just be boring. But like <laughs> the period that we lived in this house, which we called Regal, is known as variously the Regal Project, the Regal Revolution. And <laughs> uh, it was basically the first. It was when we all moved out, basically the first time we lived together in Whitechapel in this in at Regal, and it was a bit of a like it, within our friendship group, it's taken on sort of a legendary status. You know, it's where we all lived. People yeah. used to come round. That was where everyone used to meet. And uh, to this day, years later, Regal is still holds a very special place in people's hearts. And yeah, there was a very proud tradition of just getting absolutely off our faces and staying up all night listening to like often quite bad, cheesy music. But all those songs... Such as? Well, this this is actually one of the better songs we have <laughs> okay. listened to. But it probably, if anyone's listened to us, they will be probably quite surprised by the choice. But it's probably the most significant Regal anthem that we ever had. Um, and it means a lot to all of us, and it is. It's a tiny dance away on John. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Which I think is potentially my favourite song of all time. Picture the scene. <laughs> yeah. It's five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You're in a quite an upsetting kitchen. You've reached that point in the night. Someone puts a tiny dancer. You will get to your feet, hug, and sing along, and then probably do that again straight away afterwards. And uh, it's <laughs> weirdly and completely sincerely just because of that period in time. Tiny dancer is a song that means a lot to us all yeah. all of our friends all, everyone that lived there everyone that we know Tiny Dancer is a very very important song to us and we once saw the man himself live uh, at Bestival and we wept I think there were tears actually because we were with Beautiful. people it was just it was us and we Fun Bobby was there we'd all lived together and this song was very important to us and I think we, we hugged and cried so <laughs> yeah Tiny Dancer it's, it's, it's a very very important song to all of us Yeah, I, I used to uh, know a guy who I went to uni with who whenever this song played he would sing Hold Me Closer Tony Danza and <laughs> I've I heard never, that before and I, I never knew who it was but I always thought it was <laughs> really funny I've heard that before and I know Tony Danza is a song but I don't really know who yeah. Tony Danza is but he would always be like right? looking yeah. around for laughs and I would be like it is quite I mean that's, it's <laughs> a very, that's, that's a very American reference yeah, yeah. well honest. you don't know films either so you wouldn't know no exactly I've got no clue but yeah for me, when we play this in a second, I will be singing. Yeah, and we'll probably have a little cry about it. Yeah. It was, it was very much, it was, I mean, yeah, again, not to label the point, because if you weren't there, it's not interesting, but it was a very exciting time. I think a lot of people can uh, relate I think, yeah, to those kind of things. Identify, kind of thing. I mean, we was, yeah, we all lived together in, in Whitechapel, and it was very exciting, yeah. and we all had a lot of fun. Was that the first house in London as well? So that yeah, was well, it was, yeah. First we were there for quite a while as well, so. We were there for three years. Three yeah. years we were there. Wow. Um, and it really became like a quite a significant place in everyone's lives um yeah and so the period is still very important to us and also the fact that everyone in the band lived together in that one house we formed the band when we lived yeah. there 
was well, probably slightly before, um, but we actually started playing together when we lived there. I think we just about did, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it's very, the 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 place is very important to all of us. Was it just the four of you? No, no. Well, well me and Joe, me mm. and me and Dangerous kind of had the idea of the band before <laughs> that. Um, uh, but no, we actually first played together when we lived there. But no, the the music that we listened to then, as naff as it is, a lot of it is still you know we still think very fondly. If you if, like if you're like in a punk band and want to do punk music, like the thing is at between the hours of about two and six in the morning, you don't actually really necessarily want to sit down and listen to like yeah. punk music necessarily. No, you want to listen. Pas- particularly if you're with like a group of people like, that's not actually going to go down that well. Dire Straits, Jay Giles and uh, Elton John. Mainly a lot of Sean Paul. It's a playlist. A lot of Sean Paul, yeah. I explained to these guys about the Dire Straits uh, end of film Walk of Life yeah. project. Have you seen this? Well, no, but Harry's what? told me about it, and and every film that I saw, they did it on because I know the song and know some of the films. I can imagine it, and it's hilarious. Even though I've never <laughs> even watched them. Honestly, you have to see it because there is, every single any... one you watch just gets funnier and funnier and funnier. It's, I do really like that. It's idea. one of my favourite things in the world. Do you like, know what I've just realised? And again, no one will be interested in this, but if they are, that's up to them. Uh, <laughs> there is there is a Spotify playlist of the. The biggest regal album. <laughs> really? Seriously? There is. So if, okay, pe- so if people research. basically, what if someone wants to be taken back to 2013 into this really grimy house while we're sat around at five o'clock in the morning, uh, they they can get a little insight. It's called Bad Hoon Rising. Bad. <laughs> Bad Hoon Rising colon the best of regal clothes. <laughs> Bad Hoon. I love Bad Hoon right. Rising colon. The best How are you spelling Hoon? Oscar, Oscar <laughs> yeah, Bad Hoon Rising, Best of Regal Clothes, and you get a real insight into where we were at at the time. <laughs> so. Brilliant. So let's have a little listen. Let's do it. It's Ellen John with Tiny Dancer. I love it. Oh, I feel so real. So that was Elton John with oh. Tiny Dancer. Tears in the room. <laughs> Tears in the room. Yeah. yeah. Water to our to knees. A very, very, very pivotal time in our lives. We actually still live together, if anyone's interested. <laughs> they are. Um, yeah. Are you the only two left that still live together? Yeah, we're the, we're From the that house keeping we're the Regal we're... Project live. We've lived together for four years. Yeah, I think if you ask the other people that were involved in the so-called Regal, Pro- Regal Project, they so would probably not know what that meant. It's just I us think And would they be surprised that you <laughs> two are so. still A, living together and B, alive? Maybe B. I mean, <laughs> not living together. Me and Dangerous here, we... Oh, I don't know. You know I like the guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, we lived, we lived together, we worked together and we mainly socialised together as well. And we're in a band together. And we're in a band together. You spend you know, the majority of your lives together. We do, yeah. yeah. I haven't even got a girlfriend. (laughs) I have, but she very much uh, plays second fiddle and she's come to accept that. Nice. (laughs) It's quite daunting for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Lovely stuff. So we're going to move on to a new choice. And as much as like uh, we've kind of touched on the fact that your music uh, touches on many uh, modern, relevant kind of uh, themes, there is absolutely kind of throwback 
you know, influences there. Mm-hmm. There's no there kind of getting away from that. So I wonder whether a new choice is maybe a slightly more difficult one. Do you listen to more old music than new music? We probably do, we do. We to be do. honest. Um, we took this question and we did, yeah, for the exact reason you just said, it was like there's not really that many recent influences. We haven't discussed this previously, but one new band that we have seen in recent years who I think have influenced us is a band called Girl Band. Do you know Girl Band? I know Girl Band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's true. Don't want to mention them too much because we have ripped on them slightly at some <laughs> point. But they're, if anyone hasn't yeah. seen Girl Band live and sees them playing somewhere near you, go and watch them live because they're absolutely amazing. They're good on record as well, but they... I remember watching. It's all about the live show. I was still watching them and thinking. Yeah, I, I particularly. Saw, yeah, sorry. No, no, you go. I was just going to say I saw them at Green Door Store and they were absolutely brilliant. I think I've seen Green Door, yeah. and they really, they really are one of the best. Live we've had some, currently. we've had some good nights watching. Them. Good nights, yeah, and particularly their drumming actually, and I'm the drummer in the band. Like he's, it's some of the most like minimalist. Yeah, I mean the best thing about girl band, band for me is that the the bass player, he does like slide bass. But where a lot of sort of rock nice. posers would use yeah. a beer bottle, he uses a Gavascon bottle. <laughs> he does. And uh, <laughs> as a man who suffers with uh, heartburn, acid reflux, I have got a lot of time for that. Little blue fire. He's got his little Gavascon like... bottle that he slides on yeah, the neck yeah, of his bass yeah. guitar, which I think is absolutely So they just have to have it to hand all the time? Yeah, I'm, well, if he's anything like me, he does have to he have probably it to hand all the time, you know. It's never far away. Yeah, yeah uh, no, you're right. But we approach this question... We approach it less about influence the band and more that other new bands, perhaps, that we were contemporaries slash friends of. Yeah, of course, it doesn't have to be about what you've kind of uh, been influenced Can by. I just, it's just what you're into. You mentioned, not that this is one you're picking, but you mm-hmm. mentioned Girl Ray on the train. We were talking about Girl Ray earlier, yeah, whose album is out today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know the album's called Beautiful. Earl Grey. Earl Grey. Yeah. Earl Grey. They're from Islington. I abs- I listened to it we saw them three or four times there's today. a bit of really? I love it, it they're, they're, we were talking about they're very 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 good songwriters there's and a bit of a link between what we have chosen actually there is, is a link yeah. is it Trouble the first single from this album which I'm just Trouble's a little, great. My bit, favorite, my favorite a little bit obsessed with Trouble's amazing Ghosty's my favourite girl yeah. song which is the first one they put out the there's, l- there's just something about that vocal <laughs> it's so kind of um I guess it's very like raw, isn't it? Yeah. They're really young I as well. It. They're like nineteen. 19 really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. just oh, one of those things. Like a bit. That annoying. kind of just makes it even <laughs> when more. When we we saw them, yeah, we saw them at Servant Jazz Quarters in Dalston, yeah. supporting the person who we were actually picking for this choice. Uh, and uh, yeah, they their parents came to pick them up afterwards. Oh, were, <laughs> wow. I, think they, I think they were seventeen at the time. Yeah. We saw them open for Charlatans, pretty much. Mm. They open for Charlatans. Well, kind of. They Charlatans played at um, Haunt, at the Haunt, at Great Escape, and uh, Gilroy played before them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, they yeah because we were mentioning them on the train as in like bands that we know that are coming up that maybe not everyone knows about that we kind mm. of know personally or at least in a distant way sure. and we were mentioning Girl Ray. I mean, there's a few others that would probably be good to mention. Should we just say like the main the band we're talking about? Uh, the track we're choosing. Yeah, I mean, no, let's, well, let's, maybe we should let's mention, shout Maybe we should talk about Venus first. Well, there's a few. <laughs> <laughs> I think just to just to just to mention them, there is a band called Venturelos, uh, who are really really good. Venturelos. I'm reluctant to mention them on a podcast that we're on because if you listen to us and then you get to this stage and listen to them, you'll go, oh right, this is right, this is better. <laughs> no, they're, they're they're very good, but they're also they're very. Very close friends of ours. Mm. Uh, we've played with them a couple of times, and they're uh, it's two of them especially are two of our 
to our best friends. Yeah, I love Neil as well. So and they're love, lovely, lovely chaps, and we love them very much. Um, but that isn't who we've selected. The main track we're um, choosing. Sorry. <laughs> the main track that we're choosing is from a band called well, from a solo artist actually, who's a good friend of ours called Cameron Khan, uh, who goes by the name of Fake Laugh. This is um, Monica. Would that be the name? Yeah, and uh, one for rock historians among you, Cam slash Fake Laugh was a member of the Regal Project. He lived with us in Whitechapel. <laughs> so <laughs> when we were living with him and we were forming Italian 90, he was forming Fake Laugh. Uh, slightly different trajectories since his album came out the other day. And it's very good. And he launched it at Rough Trade on Brick Lane. Okay. And a certain Jay Dangerous uh, drums in the live band. I do play with Cam when playing live. I'm not on the record. He plays every instrument. He's one of those people that can wow. play everything. Mm. Um, but we thought it was it was fitting because he's a very good friend of ours and his album came out last week, which is what you would call a new Yeah, album. so we thought we might as well mention because it's just come out and he's one of our best friends and we love him very dearly. So sorry, I mean, listeners may be a little bit more lucid than I am at this stage, but what was the name of the album and where can we get it? Spotify, the usual. Fake, the album's called Fake Laugh. Fake Laugh. Self-titled. Okay. Fake Laugh by Fake Laugh. It's on... Spotify, you can get, it's on CD, it's on vinyl, you can yep. buy it in a record shop. It's actually Fantastic. put out by a Brighton label called Headcount Records. I don't yeah, know. I know. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah it's on Headcount. Head but it is, because he's, he's also from originally down down near here, like we are as well. Um, so yeah, he's he's a very, very talented songwriter. Yeah, and we love him. And also, uh, other thing, you know, rock historians among you, you'll start to realise that we have a quite incestuous little group. <laughs> that uh, the... One of the guitarists in Venturelos, who we mentioned, is in the live band of mm. Fake Laugh as well. <laughs> so, Italian Nightly, Fake Laugh, and Venturelos have this sort of weird thread running through them of members. And uh, two of the members of Venturelos used to be in a band with Fake Laugh called Love Park, who were very good. So, we all just sort of wow. swapping beds. Um, it's, the yeah. dream, it's the Dream 3 band tour. One <laughs> That's the plan. The plan yeah. is to it's tour Venturelos. It's the two-tone tour, yeah. Yeah, it's the two-tone tour. It's the, uh, yeah, it's, um, label, it's the anarchy it'll tour good. all over again. I it's it, yeah. it's Venturelos, it's Fake Laugh, and it's Italian Nightly Headliners. And it's going <laughs> to be really <laughs> special. Uh, but the song that we wanted to play from Fake Laugh is called You Do Know. And it's nice. Okay. Also, uh, just to bore people again... Um, I was talking to Cam about the album the other day and he said that the oldest songs on the album were written when we first lived in Whitechapel and the newest songs on the album were written just as we were leaving. So the whole album was written during that period where we listened to Tiny Dancer a lot and uh, it's a very special period and this whole album was written during that time so we like it even so more. it is Regal, right? Regal. It's I, very, I feel like the uh, possible episode... Uh, title is yeah. the Regal Project for this. That would be very, yeah. very nice. I think it's gonna if there's any rock historians out there, go to Regal Close. Yeah. You, can, you can find it. If there's not a blue plaque there there's now. anyone from VH1? Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's not a blue plaque up there, you can start a petition. Uh, that would be nice. And clearly, we can't get over that period because it's, it's a lot of Third and fourth song, anything to do with yeah. Hitting yeah. our mid-twenties now. Looking back quite a lot. Getting quite sad about it. So, uh, yeah. Amazing. Oh, so let's give it a listen. This I can't is wait. Fake Laugh. You do know. You do know.
That was fake laugh of you, do you know? Your it's lovely, isn't new it? choice. I really, really enjoyed that. It is nice. And a little behind the scenes information for our listeners. We kind of went quite through the, the album while we, we were did. in that break. And I continue to enjoy it a lot. Um, yeah, definitely yeah, want to check it out. Everyone listen to that album and imagine the hotbed of inspiration and creation that was our house <laughs> at the time. Yeah. yeah, so what I find really interesting from the point of view that you guys live together is clearly uh, there's no kind of one went a good way and one went a bad way, but both very clearly went different ways. Like that was really chilled, kind of uh, soothing indie pop. And that's yeah. not where you guys went. So, how did that happen? I don't think it was a case of like choosing a way. That was just the way. The music that you liked. Yeah, that's where difference. we've always been. Like Cam has always been into that, making that sort of music. Um, he's a massive Beach Boys fan. Really. Um, so he's he's you know that's kind of his makeup musically is doing that sort of thing and. We obviously came at it from a different angle, but it wasn't that we, it wasn't that we lived together and went right. Let's yeah. both form bands and what we're we gonna do with it. That was just, it was just natural, really. I mean, there's no, no great anecdote behind it. That's just yeah. naturally what we were about. You so do you may- have sorry, no, sorry. You, um, you do have a slight uh, part in his music slash in his album or single cover. Am I right? His latest single, yeah. Right, so. Les Miserable, you're on the cover, right? <laughs> I am, yeah. The, the most recent Fake Laugh single, which is As I Get to Know You Better. Yeah, yeah. The cover of the single is a picture of one L Miserable <laughs> with slightly more hair than I have now. Uh, but yeah, it's a picture of me. It's a picture of me frolicking outside Regal, which I won't mention again because it's <laughs> very, very, very boring for people that weren't there. But that is what it is. Yeah, it's a picture of me frolicking in the sun. With a uh, bit more hair and a Netherlands shirt. Yeah, Holland seventy four shirt on. I mean, should that have been the band name? Holland seventy four. Could have been, could have been. But yeah, I was. Uh, it was funny actually when that picture was taken, which was probably three or four years ago. Yes, so three yeah. years ago maybe. Uh, it was taken. It wasn't. Yeah, you know, it wasn't staged. Really. He just someone just snapped a picture, and Cam said, pretty much there and then, he was like, "I'm gonna put that picture on a single." Yeah. I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, and then about three years later, he was like, oh, by the way, the single with you, you on it is coming out. And I was like, oh, you're still doing that? I was like, yeah. He actually meant it. So yeah, it was three years in the making, but it did eventually happen. Uh, that's on Spotify as well. So. <laughs> Do you get royalties? Is that I, how it works? I should. I haven't yet. <laughs> Image rights. Yeah. So we've maybe uh, kind of skirted past it, but I'm really genuinely intrigued to know. So I'm going to I'm gonna come back like... Uh, the new the sorry the old song is often where we find out like your musical roots mm. and I want to ask both of you individually like can you remember a moment where you felt like okay like I'm really into this I like there's a kind of music that kind of got you into wanting to do this and end up in this place and yeah and I imagine it's probably quite different for both people but probably, probably is yeah I think. I would say probably, particularly from playing drums, will probably be the Strokes. 
which I don't yeah. think our uh, Les Miserable here would be that interested in. But uh, well, I know you do like the Strokes, but yeah, I love. I mean, the first Strokes album is one of my favorite albums. But but is it sit by the Strokes is possibly my favorite album of all time, and certainly uh, Fabio is one of my favorite drummers of all time. Yeah, because he. If anyone that listens there was to something track. so exciting about that album at the time like yeah not only because like the I remember buying it on CD mm. and like being a little bit embarrassed for my mum to see like the sleeve art it's got because, a bum on it yeah because like <laughs> it just felt a little bit dirty <laughs> yeah and it's like Thanks but ev- like everything about it it was kind of it wasn't the most mad music you'd ever heard. No. But it just felt edgy somehow. It's, and it was like... Yeah. Yeah, you were just... I was just so excited to be part of that at that time Do you remember the life. year for that? 2001. 2001, 2001. yeah. 2001. So I was like 10. Um, but I mean, the, the influences that make it exciting are like really obvious. It's like Ramones and Velvet Underground. Yeah, they were like always unashamed about having those influences. But certainly from my point of view and my perspective, from it's nice to hear a, a really, really good complete album with very simple drums yeah. as yeah, a drummer because he doesn't do anything beyond what's necessary and that's always what I do playing drums so from playing drum point of view that would definitely be my yeah. kind of main thing yeah. and is that like what you what you build up to well yeah I say yeah. build up to what, making a yeah. all time classic album <laughs> yeah, no but what I mean is like <laughs> everyone you know whatever it is you have an idol right, and yeah. like yeah I don't know if like in terms of like drumming Fabmarty or you know just those those drummers like keep it simple are, are the best ones for me. But um, certainly, I remember the Strokes making me feel very yeah. switched on and excited because I was into like new metal. Yeah. So like yeah, pop, so was I. Was, I was like a proper and like pop punk and that kind of thing, of course. which is great. And like I will stand yeah. by that massively. Yeah. I'm also a big big defender of uh, the indie landfill generation. <laughs> Joe Joe is uh, London's premier indie historian. <laughs> No, but he like, knows deep because you know deep. the idea of indie landfill. Yes, of so course. like what we're talking about, two thousand and two, yeah. two thousand and ten. Yeah. This is which this, I think you like, two might also be on board. <laughs> I genuinely think like if I went on Mastermind, like that Same. would be my like uh, that would be my subject. Same, which the strokes obviously don't fall into at all. No, of course. And like there's some obviously some outliers yeah. that are quite bad, but I'll I'll talk about that some more. <laughs> and me and Harry, me and Harry would. We were both at the same Maccabees gig, the last ever Maccabees Yeah, gig. Tim was yeah. there as well. Yeah, I was oh, you, okay, yeah. we were there. So, like, Maccabees are a band that I listen to a lot. Absolutely not landfill, though, let's be clear about it. Well, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. There's very few landfill. Yeah. But, um, no, that whole that whole thing. But the start, you know, start by the strokes. And yeah. like a, some bands that are like a little bit more timeless, perhaps. Yeah. Than them. So, I'd say probably the strokes or something like that. Who would yeah. we consider, because um, I've never used, I've never had or heard that term before. Have you not? Indie landfill, no. Who is, who are we kind of talking about? I think I ultimately get an idea. Who I'd probably actually not stand by that much would be like the Kooks or something. Yeah. Like Hard Fi and all this kind Hard of... Hard Fi, the Kooks, maybe even like Pigeon Detectives. Yeah. None yeah. of these bands are... I don't like know my enemies at all, but would the Wombats be that? I was yeah, just going to say the Wombats. The Wombats yeah. might... Straight the Wombats in might the are you standing by Wombats? No, I've, never, I've never heard them. But no, the I'm... thing is, like, I understand how people criticise <coughs> that era of music because there is a lot... There's But they had... They're like... The weird thing about the Wombats was they had like... A first album that had a few tracks that were good, a second album that was fully disposable, mm. and then the third album was it good? Which, that's the one which had. Um, it was their London calling? Um, <laughs> it had that song "Please Allow Me to Be Your Antidepressant," and that was actually like was it that good? had a little bit of substance to it. My like, thing is like, there's a lot of bands that I kind of agree are quite bad, but there's bands that are quite good that got lost in that. Yeah. So I think like mm. I'm as as 
people that I <laughs> talk to know, I'm really obsessed with the Rakes first album. Yep. The Rakes were really good. Yeah. That first yeah. album is like, so good. And similar to that, I really like uh, Cold War Kids. Who Cold War Kids of, first album. They, they fell well. through. People, whenever you say Cold War Kids, they bring up bravery. And it's like... That bravery of rubbish. No, but that, that is exactly the point. It's like... <laughs> absolutely Cold no War, idea what anyone's talking Cold about. Cold were really, really good. And the bravery of rubbish. But whenever you say know, one, really. people think of the you other. You know what? The Cold War kids did the same thing as Dunkirk did. Yeah. Yeah. You the ticking noise. Right? T- you know, yeah, Dunkirk's exactly, got ticking noise. Of course. Cold War kids got the same thing. First of all, it's got yeah. the, the sound I've of never heard of it. It's not like a sort of machine going on the thing. That album's really good. And even like Maxwell Park first album. Yes, of course. And they, they just came back with a few good singles as well, Max. Did they? See, this is the yeah. thing. I've kind of like lost into it. <coughs> and I just, but no, I, yeah. we could probably we, talk about it. Yeah, we should we really march on. Kidding. We'll do this off mic. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go to you. Oh, so. Uh, my, uh, it's, I, yeah, uh, I'll just be. <laughs> I, sometimes, I sometimes feel like I'm quite boring in this respect in that I identified what I was about very, very early and never deviated from it at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the first band I ever liked are still my favourite band of all time and I was six when I first listened to the Ramones I remember you having a Ramones poster on your wall I did I had a Ramones poster on your wall from about NHL in your room yeah still got another living room now we still have it in my living room in my living room in in London it's still there as Harry says it's probably I've probably had that more for about 20 years now Uh, but I listened to the Ramones obviously you know I liked music but I wasn't like into any bands when I was six. I listened to the Ramones and pretty much the, immediately from hearing the first song, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is actually this is this is it." This Which is, is funny because one of my vivid memories of you kind of sharing music with me was um, I honestly forget the band, but they did a song Wild. Is it Wild Cat? Is um, it Stray Cats? No, no, no. It's uh, an American band that's like you. you I remember you always, always used to say, uh, "I absolutely love the bass in the, this bit," and it was Ratatat. Yeah. That you showed me <laughs> years and years and years ago, which is very far from Ramones. And yeah. I remember you being a big fan of them and stuff. I was. And then I just remember us sitting in your room and be like, "Just wait for this bit. Wait for this bit when the bass comes in." <laughs> yeah, there was a song where there it's was a real long build-up, and then the bass came back in. And I've always been a bit of a pervert for bass. Mm. I just bass, yeah. bass guitar just gives me an absolute rock on. So uh, <laughs> I think it was. Le- I think the song was Lex or, or no, seventeen no, years. I think it might be seventeen years. Anyway, yeah, it definitely was. Like it me. was. I mean, yeah. I I saw you know the first band I ever liked with the Ramones was six, and that's where I went ever since. But I you know there's been other things I was. Yeah, I think it's just because it was always. It yeah. seemed like a very big a constant uh, yeah there is but there is there is things that I've been like hugely into that are very different like I'm a big fan of hip hop and as well and mm. I'm I'm. this is also the first thing I liked is, is dub and reggae uh, but I like a melody I'm a yeah. master for a melody I think that's the thing like, so but yeah when I was about 14 I got into I got introduced to Ratata and uh, yeah I just thought they were, sounded really great you get those kind of running themes and it's like uh, for me, I like a lot of different stuff. Like I like a lot of really, really poppy stuff, even more than Harry can bear. Like his teeth start to hurt because things are so sugary. Some of the things that I like, but like there is, I can always sense a kind of running theme through everything I like. So that there is a kind of undercurrent. 
no matter where yeah. you go from there. But I mean, I feel like whenever I say, to, whenever or whenever I say to someone or someone brings up like Harry just did that when I was fourteen, I really like rat tap. People just laugh. Yeah. Oh, that's some fourteen year old. But like, yeah, if I listen to their songs now, they yeah. I think they're good songs. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. I know they're not like the the greatest band in the world, but like they sound really nice. I, I, I feel like I haven't moved that far away from my <laughs> music taste at that age. No, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I haven't moved that far, yeah. really, because, yeah, like I said, my first the first band I ever loved was the Ramones. They're still my favourite band of all time. And I could, and I'm very, you know, trying very hard not to, but I could talk about the Ramones for days. And we can have a time, because one of the first albums I ever bought was uh, the Ronettes. I'm obsessed with the Ronettes. I, I think they're one of the best bands ever. And well, yeah. the Ramones did, Baby, I, I think, probably the best cover that ever was of a Ronettes song. Yeah, and also the thing with the Ramones was, which I think a lot of people don't get, and without sounding like a, you know, being pretentious, yeah. but like, you don't get it. <laughs> but, you know, people do think of the Ramones that they're like, they're, they're dumb and they're like throwaway. No, not in but the slightest. If you if you kind of get where they're coming from yeah. and their influences and what they're about, yeah. it makes so much sense. Like, they are a bunch of like dumb teenagers from Queens who like 60s girl groups yeah. and comic books. And if you kind of get on board with that as a reference, then they're, they're a lot cleverer than people give them credit for. Yeah. And, but it's you know, knowing the context of a band. That exactly, kind of, yeah. You know like, I think that's very important. Yeah. But like a lot of their, you know, yeah. the first three albums, which were cited as the sort of classic. Road to Ruin is the fourth album, yeah. which is an absolute classic. It's underrated. Everyone listen to that. <laughs> uh, but they, you know, they did a lot of... Um, this in terms of the backing vocals, even though it was like quite abrasive punk, the you know the sort of doo wops in the background, it's all girl groups, and then obviously they work with Phil Spector, who they Joey Ramone especially idolised, and they did the cover of Baby I Love You, which is so not like anything they ever did, but it's great. But it's so good. But, but yeah, I just I just the second I listened to the first time, it just changed my life, and uh, I do quite strongly dislike how they've become a bit of a. Sort of brand now. Yeah, Ramones yeah, yeah, shirts yeah, of course. everywhere. So I never wear my Ramones t shirt in public, like, but I am absolutely obsessed with them. And uh, it, that is quite annoying, though, isn't it? I hate like, it. As I someone really who, hate it. I think you get away with like, my. I don't know. Well, <laughs> but I get it because I one just... of my favourite bands ever. Like I'm, a, I'm a huge Smiths fan. It came from my family. It came from you know my dad. My dad grew up in Manchester, following the Smiths around, like. It's so frustrating the fact that if I walk around in a Smiths t-shirt, yeah, you can't I look it. like yeah, an yeah, absolute yeah. div. Yeah. But I yeah. can't well, do it. Well, that's the thing. I just want right. to, whenever I see someone in a, like, eight, 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 eight t-shirt, I want to yeah. go up to them. I mean, yeah, yeah, without being a dickhead, I just want to go up to them and be like, have you ever listened to yeah, exactly. Too Tough to Die? Know, exactly. Do you uh, like uh, Animal uh, Boy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what's that? Yeah. Like, yeah, and I just, yeah. I just think that there's a lot of that with Nirvana. And yeah, I just think as, 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 as well. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think yeah. there's something that's so fundamental about music, and it's one of the things that we've talked about before, and I really, really love, is that like, there's such a kind of contrast of what you want. So you get really into a band, and on one level, you love them so much that you think these are this is the best music I ever heard so I want everyone to hear it but at the same time you want them completely to be yours it's like I don't want anyone else to hear this I want to talk to people and be like have you heard of them and they'll be like no I don't know who they are and you're just like I just just think um, I just think the Ramones as as well as being like one of the most famous bands in the world and being like a massive brand I think they're really underrated because when people talk about them they don't really talk about the music they talk about the speed it's very reductive yeah but I think actually 
and I would say to anyone listening to this, sit down and imagine it's yeah. 1975, yeah, and you've never heard a punk record yeah. in your life. Yeah, play that. I mean, not even the whole first album. I mean, the whole first album is obviously one of the greatest albums ever made, but the side one track one of their first album is Blitzkrieg Bop right which yeah. obviously it's a That's, famous song but, it's a famous song but, but imagine sit it then. down imagine, imagine it's 1975 yeah. and play that song and it will blow your fucking mind like I think you've never heard anything like that before it's never been done before exactly and that and that again one of my favourite like uh, New York Dolls like it, I love it's New the York same Dolls. thing it's big influence like, on the Ramones of course but yeah of course but like uh, it feels different to listen to it now than to imagine what it felt like then. I think, yeah, you've, I think you've got to listen to that. I mean, and in the exact same way, if you imagine it's 1976 yeah. and you're in the UK and you hear New Rose by the Damned for the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, like, what is that? Yeah. But it's amazing. And also, just to elaborate my answer, it wasn't just the Ramones that I was into. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part one. Okay. I mean, for, for six to 12, that was all I listened to. But then, uh, basically, all, my, all the music coming to is... It, I have the same taste as my dad basically yeah. he kind of everything I'm into he passed yeah. on to me so yeah, I'm absolutely Ramones, the same yeah it was Ramones and The Clash and um, basically all sort of early UK punk and the Dead Kennedys uh, as well as dub reggae like Lee Perry and uh, you know culture and that sort of thing beautiful stuff so in the interest of keeping this episode on some kind of uh, line <laughs> sure uh, we're going to ask you for a borrowed song and I, I'm interested to know where you've borrowed a song from oh, Okay, yeah. what you've gone for so we mentioned earlier that the, the old track was difficult because we are influenced by not that many modern musicians so we decided to <coughs> basically say borrowed was the the one band that we borrowed most from and the one band that we happened to keep on coming back to in terms of referencing while recording our EP and there was very much one band that stood out, which um, Les Miserable here has tattooed on his left arm, which is Public Image Limited. Of course, tattoo. And the yeah, sound, that, the sound that they created, and what they did with the drum, bass, guitar, and, and that sound was exactly what we wanted to do. Obviously, with a little bit of a twist on it. Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly the same. It doesn't, and it doesn't sound the same. But like, we we really really tried so hard to find influences that we could tell. So if we we, we were working with a producer. Um, Mark, Mark Jasper. Mark Jasper, sounds say was in Homerton. Shout out. Um, but we kept on going back to Pill. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and it was. It wasn't deliberate even. And again, Pill are a band who I'm, you know, fairly obsessed with, as you could probably get from the fact that I'm <laughs> Pill tattooed massively on my arm. But uh, I mean, their first three albums, especially, but the first album in terms of what we were looking for, because I think. Metalbox is, I mean, it's, I think it's one of the best albums ever made. It's the most, one of the most sort of interesting and original albums ever made. But if anyone hasn't listened to Pill, you don't start with Metalbox. Listen to the first album and it's a very good introduction to what they're about. And then ease yourself into Metalbox. And if you first listen to it and you find it completely alienating, keep listening to it. And maybe time four or five, it, it will change your life. <laughs> it's one of the most incredible albums ever made but the yeah the first Pill album is just and it does get overshadowed by Metalbox understandably but the first Pill album is fucking it's just amazing and um, but it's you know, about the sound from our point of view yeah I mean for, in, t- yeah, in terms of us in terms of it being borrowed we what it was we were telling the guy producing the EP what we wanted to sound like 
you know, instrument by instrument. We were like, bass. And I was like, well, obviously, public image by public image is probably the best bass yeah. sound I've ever heard. He was like, what about the drums? And I was like, or well, we were all like, same drum. the drums on public image by public image. <laughs> it was like, and guitar. I was like, you know, the guitar on public image sounds really yeah. nice. And he was like, what about the vocal? I was like, I do like the vocal on public <laughs> image. <laughs> public yeah. image. So like, that was, there was other things, but that one track in particular and that album as a whole was like the jumping off point. Yeah. And the song itself is just genius. And what it's about, I just find really inspiring given that it was, uh, well, when John Lydon had left the Sex Pistols and stopped being called Johnny Rotten and formed Pill, the song Public Image is about him basically killing Johnny Rotten, leaving that persona behind and saying, I've got no interest in that. That was yeah. all your creation and it was fake and it's done. This is me doing what I want to do because back then I was doing what I was told. Yeah. I love and that. It, yeah, I think, you know, this that. is, this is, uh, this is basically the same year that yeah. the Sex Pistols split up. So people know him from like months before as Johnny Ron. So it wasn't like years later he came back. He said at the height of his notoriety as Johnny Ron, that's done. This is me. And I think that's a pretty it's beautiful daring and, thing to do. So yeah. Amazing. And like without wanting to kind of uh, reduce it to kind of uh, contemporary uh, context, like I think... It's very similar to something that Harry spoke about last week. Like when I listened to later Pill albums, it's very similar to what Tyler Crater just did. And Harry is obsessed. I was just thinking that, and I'm <laughs> amazed that you brought with, that up. With I was his new album, but it's exactly the same thing. Like uh, building this public persona and building a character, and then having the courage to Destroy. put out an album that absolutely just smashes it to pieces and <clears throat> is absolutely expressive and exciting I am very very glad you brought that it's up because I was just thinking that you know I don't have a huge knowledge about some of the music that you're talking about but uh, when you, as soon as you start talking about that it's like I can relate that to yeah. stuff that I like and it's a, exactly the same kind of story behind it but it's just a completely different you know different genre different music yeah, I a just, different world I think I just it's find... just it's just such a creative expression to just be like which this is what makes I me want to even more interested in yeah. getting into this kind of stuff which you were talking about the Ramones earlier and you know we had this moment where we had somebody on once did the same kind of thing as you and they started talking about um, Pink Floyd and <coughs> this is somebody that you know obviously we know a lot about Pink Floyd or not sorry not a lot we know about Pink Floyd and you know Dan came on started talking about Dark Side of the Moon and that's like I was like it's probably about time that I probably listened to this album. Yeah. So I went back and I was like, how have I missed out on this? Like, this is brilliant. What have I been doing for however long? But it's nice to kind of hear kind of your take on this music that means a lot to you and maybe how I can find a way into it. Yeah. Like, okay. especially if I can find uh, how it relates to stuff I like. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the way to approach it, definitely. Completely, and I think, like a lot of our listeners, like you say, you know, the stuff that you're talking about, by no means undermining at all. Incredible music, which is so important in people's, not only, like, um, you know, what they're into, but, like, a musical education. Like, we should all... I always make sure I put a real effort into understanding stuff that came before us, even though I'm not really that into it. But I think those kind of running themes about kind of discovering yourself and working out what it is that you want to achieve within your music 
it it it'll keep on running until the end of time. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's punk, it's reggae, Definitely. it's hip hop, whatever it is. It's a really important journey. Yeah. And we should all kind of be totally excited to be part of it. Totally. I just think as well, on a, a final word on the song before you probably yeah. want to play it. Because <laughs> you probably you probably want to go to bed at some point. But um <clears throat> yeah, you know, the the just the idea that the sex pistols are obviously so important and so like liberating to a lot of people, but they ended up being quite um uh restrictive to John Lydon. Yeah. Uh, and there's the song Religion and Religion 2 on the first Pill album he wrote in the Sex Pistols tried to give it to the Sex Pistols and they went nah we're not fucking touching that absolutely <laughs> not uh, he then when they split up he went to Jamaica and he was obviously a big reggae fan as most punks were and he spent a lot of time in Jamaica and came back made this Pill album and I just think that you know it's the height of his notoriety is Johnny Rotten and he publicly killed the persona and said this is that's gone this is now yeah. the yeah. song starts with him saying hello 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 and the last word is goodbye yeah. my grand finale my goodbye because he was like that was that was me now yeah. uh, that was me then rather and this is me now and that's done and I'm now not going to do what you want me to do anymore because you know at the same time as rebelling he was kind of feeding into this image which wasn't his and uh, yeah I think it's a pretty Beautiful. well can you know contained statement about amazing that. so what is the song we're going to play we're going to play Public Image by Public Image Limited. Lovely. Here it is. your borrowed choice and what a choice I mean really yeah like a seminal act within British music what a way to announce your new project (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're gonna move on to the final and it's always the most kind of uh, interesting one for me because it's kind of a it's kind of Trying to understand you guys a little bit. It's very open-ended, yeah. It's so open. Yeah. I feel like we might have actually not gone for that much range. So we were talking earlier about, so obviously two of the band members aren't here. Yeah. Do you have a WhatsApp group? And we were deliberating a lot. And this was the one that there yeah. was a lot of suggestions. It was quite a fraught debate about this. <laughs> it was fraught debate. And there's, there's obvious like... Um, I mean, a, we will do a. We could do a subsequent podcast. Well, where we, the we, other two. Well, I mean, what it was yeah, was so. because it's so open ended and you can interpret it in any way. It kind of opened the door for everyone yeah. to basically suggest me that they wanted. Yeah. And as we said, we have all got quite different tastes, and like someone would suggest something that someone else might like actively strongly dislike. Okay, so. May so I mean without wanting to cause a rift within the band, may I ask what the worst suggestion was for this choice? Well, one of, <laughs> no, there, there was no the, the worst. But like, so, choose, like, it wasn't worse uh, in that one. you know there was stuff that I would suggest no. that George would either not have heard or actively dislike. Oh, okay, and George would suggest nothing bad. That, no, and George would suggest things that I had never listened to or would actively yeah. dislike. You know, George suggested Stevie Nicks, and I had to say I actually. Can't stand Steve. <laughs> I don't know how he needs it. But there's also like um, 
three quarters of the band, so not including Les Miserable here, are very, very keen on the album Blue by Joni Mitchell. And I've never listened to it. So if it was a three-piece, we would have either chosen the song Blue or something from Blue by Joni Mitchell, because I love that album, and as do the other two, but fair enough. I've never heard it. (laughs) Uh, Which George, and probably the other two, found, like, incomprehensible. But he was like, oh, well, obviously, it's Joni Mitchell Blue, and I just... I've never listened. I've never heard it. I couldn't name a single Joni Mitchell song. I know she's got a song called Blue on that album. And an album called Blue. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I've never, <laughs> I've never listened to Joni Mitchell. It's just not where I come from. So you can really pick that. To be so, I, and you know, it's nothing against Joni Mitchell, but it's not. I've never heard that album, and I don't. I'm not into Joni Mitchell. It Definitely was, don't. It was pick too that broad, I mean, and we became panicked very. I mean, the conclusion yeah. we can draw from this is that our format of inviting bands on to do a collective old new borough blue is fundamentally flawed absolutely it doesn't no, work no, and, you should, no, and you should stop doing it but, um, this is know, the last podcast this is the end but what we've en- what we've ended up doing is <laughs> you've just you've just ridden roughshod on the whole thing well we've ended up picking a song with, no, it's a song I love as well yeah it's a like it's basically what it was we were having all this big ideological debate and then I thought of a song which I probably would have picked if it was say it was just me picking I probably would have picked the song anyway other than a couple of maybe alternatives classic but lead singer just taking no, the reins no no because I've got there's a few honourable mentions we are going to well, say some honourable mentions because obviously Blue is which is why actually to go back on what you just said it, it, Blue is actually a really interesting thing to do because there's so many meanings to yeah, it yeah of course and obviously we and that's what about... we had like we've had um, we've had people who like picked emotionally yeah. sad songs We've had uh, songs that have kind of blue in the title. We've had so many things. But then also, like, we've had people who... Bit of blue for the dads. Yeah, exactly. We've yeah, had dirty yeah. songs. But also, Sexy we had songs. like... Um, we had people who picked uh, Foles, Total Life Forever. Because like the imagery... One, yeah. We heard that episode. Well, yeah. I saw that and that's the album cover's got Foles yeah. on Underwater. And I thought maybe we'd pick something Nevermind. that's very interesting. Like, everything, yeah. it means another thing. To yeah, I think basically the fact that we were so split on it meant that and we will obviously before we say what we're picking we'll say some honourable mentions but I think the fact that we were so split on it meant that it made sense to just choose something yeah. like to choose a very literal interpretation basically something that had blue in the name but my f- first thoughts and I think you had the same was well I mean either Blue Monday by New Order or something from the first Weezer album no. Weezer Which, album yeah we do both the first Weezer, Weezer album is, 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 is quite so what is your opinion on Weezer will We'll can we do can we do Weezer? Can we do Weezer? Yeah. Yes. We've, we've got Weezer. absolute opinions about yeah. Weezer. Yeah, and so, I I have a lot as well. So let's do Weezer. Blue Blue Album and Pinkerton masterpiece. I think that's almost constant perfect gold. Album. Perfect. Yeah. Album. I'm not a big fan of In the Garage. That's mad because that's. Okay. And I'm also not a big fan of Butterfly. I don't I'd give like you but I'd, I'd give you Butterfly, but In the Garage I think is 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 really good. That's because it's because it talks about Kiss in it. I hate Kiss, but I love that lyric. Yeah. It also mentions X Men, which I do like. In the garage, I I no Butterfly. I give you. I, I we would agree, and as would everyone, I think, in the band, that the first two Weezer albums are masterpieces. Yeah. The third album's got some really good stand-up tracks, and pretty much everything after that is kind of blue roll, isn't it? Um. Have you heard that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With the tunes. exception of well, yeah. basically what it what it ended up with is albums that had one or two great tracks and a lot of of course massive that filler. is absolutely where they went. Like fo- like uh, make believe is the album that's got some photograph. Um, oh, what's that song the with the video with. 
the girl from 24 in it. That's a good oh, song. Pork and Beans. Pork and Beans is good. Pork and Beans is great. And that's in the Red Album. Is Keep Fishing on the third one? Keep Fishing is... <laughs> No, Keep no. Fishing Keep was fishing. on. Um, Keep Fishing, I really like with the Muppets in the video. Keep Fishing was on the Kerrang Four album. <laughs> <laughs> the Kerrang Kerrang Four was a, a massive. This is what I mean, though. Album. Like these are off Orange. albums that are largely bad, but you've like, got we very much me. need to rein it in. So <laughs> <laughs> we could just talk about random Weezer songs for the rest of our lives. So you brought it up. It's the worst. <laughs> possible, you did. It's the worst possible band to get into. And it's too damn. Sorry, carry on. And in some way. It's like totally um, because it's because we had a band called Atlas Windon where once they we went to see them live and the guitarist came out with like a mint green guitar. Right. And when we interviewed them afterwards, I said, that was a really Weezer guitar. And as soon as I saw that guitar, I knew I was going to like you. And he's like, I never listened to Weezer. Oh, Oh, well, (laughs) do you know what? I don't know what to do from this. <laughs> this is running ground. Yeah. Um, should we move on to our actual choice then? Yeah, so let's go there. Uh, so what we ended up doing is just choosing a song which has blue in it and it's a song that I absolutely adore and I know that Dangerous loves it too. I love songs, yeah, it's great. And I could monologue about the band if you will allow me to. But go. I mean, it's, it's, it's a Blondie song. Lovely. And it's Union City Blue by Blondie, and it's from their fourth album, Eat to the Beat, which is a very, very bad name for an album. But <laughs> it's a fantastic album, and it's very underrated in that the bl- first Blondie album, stop me if you get bored, the first Blondie album is an absolute classic. Plastic That's not name the album, though, stop me if you get bored. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. No, Blondie by Blondie. It's is... almost a sweet song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop yeah. me. Stop <laughs> me if you get bored again. Um, no, Blondie by Blondie is an absolute classic. Plastic Letters isn't as good and is trying to be the first Blondie mm. album. Then you've got Parallel Lines, which is obviously everyone's favourite Blondie album. Brackets, not mine. Controversial. <laughs> Eat to the beat. People always say of it that it's trying to be Parallel Lines and it's not as good. I think it's a misunderstood classic. If anyone wants to tell me that each of the beat isn't a classic album they can do and I will talk to them about it until they ask me to stop and I love it and it's often the first Blondie album that I'll reach for when I want to listen to Blondie and actually their first album's their best not Parallel Lines and I apologise for that but Eat to the Beat is a great album misunderstood underrated and it was when they became <laughs> sorry I'm really nerding out we were what... talking earlier we had a quick break about how it's really difficult to cut ourselves yeah. from rambling because it's exactly what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the this whole is, point of the podcast. This is, right. this I know, is, I, I'm, I would, anyone that knows me would probably cite me as the most boring person I know because <laughs> I will, I will talk to them about Blondie's fourth album yeah, for yeah. 45 minutes. <laughs> no. But it's their sound, it's when their sound became really large yeah. and they sounded like a big, big band. <laughs> and Union City Blue is a perfect example of that and it's an absolute it's a great, great song. And it's got blue in the title. Let's play it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
there you have it. That was Blondie with Union City Blues. And that was your fourth and final pick. How do you feel about that? Quite upset. I feel quite nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... I'm sad One guy can't wait to get out of here. And I, the other is sad. I want to stay here till I die. Yeah. In a way. I mean, there's at least two Stellas left, so you'll stay here for No, there's none left. Oh, well, then I, sh- I want I to mean, go. Can we leave? Actually? Heartbreaking news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should I- wrap it up really quick. <laughs> uh, no beer! It's been a fantastic four picks. We've loved having you here so much. And uh, the only thing that is really left for us to do is ask if you have a, if you have a closing track for the podcast. Also, whether you want to plug your social media accounts, your whether you might be playing anywhere, maybe anything you might want people to know. Um, well, it's a really good question. <laughs> I love that. I really love that. So we're called Italianati, which is uh, Italian, which is the Italian word for Italy. Get into it, guys. And then ninety, which is nine and zero. You've heard of it. There's no apostrophe before the nine. And there's a space. There is also well, there a, a space. There is Italian. also like there's a house a duo, which are fairly popular in South. And live same name up as down us. the road from us. They do, they do <laughs> seem to live in South of London. Well. Live it. Absolutely fist <laughs> We want absolutely nothing to do with them. And if they ever, ever dare to show their face, I'll kill them both. Is that fine to say? That's a threat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that illegal? Yes. If it is, then can't be off to prison because they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google us, I suppose. Find us on Facebook. Just, you, know, um, you should be put in prison. Are you on music? So. <laughs> no, come on. Sorry. Stop with the threats and I'll do the promo. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's promo. A promo. This, is, like, this is our absolutely classic dynamic. Yeah, I've threatened you and Joe will try and sort of yeah. make things nicer. Stop you kicking in cash business card. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we did we did record an EP as we've mentioned earlier and it is out on the internet Spotify SoundCloud iTunes Bandcamp that's about it <laughs> but what else is there um, yeah that's where Tinder. you can get it come Tinder to, it's on Tinder <laughs> it's on Plenty of Fish if you come to our gigs you can get a tape soon the tapes will be on Bandcamp as I said uh, also we, we're playing a gig soon we are playing a gig soon it's, it's we've like just been confirmed on it so the details aren't out yet but we are playing on the 17th of August at the Seabright Arms this is a track Bethnal Green <laughs> East London Bethnal Green you've all heard of it uh, so everyone definitely come to that we don't know the details yet but follow us on Facebook we do have Facebook <laughs> we'll uh, obviously tweet out as well please do tweet our Facebook yeah, because you know do follow us because don't tweet out our Twitter though our Twitter's an our t- no our, t- our Twitter should be destroyed because um, <laughs> we don't tweet and we've got 15 uh-huh. followers our manager has just recently linked our Facebook to our Twitter, which means we never have to go on Twitter ever again. <laughs> but it does mean all our Twitter posts. Oh, but we're so pathetic on Facebook, but we're yeah. quite good on Twitter. Yes, yeah, we're, the, that... we're polar opposites. Our Twitter's no, great. yeah, yeah, but like, because because our I, I because our manager linked our Facebook to our Twitter, all our Facebook posts are obviously too long for Twitter. So like, <laughs> when we tweet, which none of us fiz- none of us have logged into Twitter for about four years, but all our tweets just cut off halfway through a sentence. So. Like us on Facebook, uh, and there'll be more details of that gig, and we should have another one at the end of September as well. Yeah, apparently I'm playing in a mortuary, but I would imagine that's not true. <laughs> we got given a gig, and we were like, we'll do it, and then we were told it's in a mortuary, which I 100% do not believe can be true. I think, that's a, I think that's illegal. You can't play in a fucking mortuary. I think they've, I think they've, <laughs> I think they've got their terms mixed up. I mean, so, I mean we've been searching for... Uh, an episode name. Yeah. All this time. And you can't play in a fucking mortuary. <laughs> That's the one. 
I think yeah. we should wrap it up at this stage. Um, yeah, so that's us. We're cool and nice. Um, is that, <laughs> great band. Do we have great anything guys. else? Thanks very much. Have we got anything else to say? No, if anything, we should have said less. We should have said less, and we shouldn't have kept it for so long. And we, yeah. To everyone listening, we do apologise for everything. Never apologise. Harry and Tim, thank amazing. you very much. Harry and Tim, yeah, honestly, thank we you. appreciate it very much. Thank We've you for coming nice all the way down yeah, here. We really, really... We've had a great time having you down there. The EP, I'm a huge fan of. Thank you, appreciate Not just because you're here. I've uh, seen you live twice now and I can't wait to see you again. Yes. Well then. I'll be there. There you go. Can yeah. we uh, play them out? Yeah. And listeners, go catch out Italian IE. They're great band. Really, really exciting. We're going to wrap this up now. And I'm going to say that I have been Tim. And I have been Harry. And these guys have been Italian Night. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all at home so much for listening. As is the case every week, we love you so much. And we're going to wrap it up with a choice chosen by these boys. What would you like to play to take us out? We want to play Spanish Bombs by The Clash. Boom. Beautiful. We'll see you next week, guys. Ta-ra. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bonito.